I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about movies and stuff. Alright guys, so since the last episode, uh, Connor and I have moved into college. Um, so we are, well I guess we always record uh, from our separate homes, but right now we, Connor is in Raleigh and then I am in Chapel Hill. So uh, pr- this is the first time we are doing it like this, so uh, yes. good, good stuff. And I don't know how reliable either of our yeah internet is, so we'll just have to see how that. Uh, I think through. the the UNC internet is notorious for being pretty bad, so uh, fingers crossed that nothing uh, will mess up during this recording. Yeah, so if it's, it cuts in and out, I I mean we'll we'll just have to make do and hope it doesn't. So, so yeah. So uh, anyway, the schedules will still remain the same. A new episode every two weeks. This one's gonna be. A little bit later in the day on Monday, but um, still, either we will try and get one out every two weeks, either Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, depending on what week it falls on. Um, so yeah, Kim, would you like to introduce what we're to be discussing today? Yeah, so we didn't really. Wait, what were we originally planning to do? I forget. Oh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah, but we never, we never got uh the chance to watch that together so we were just like oh what movie should we do so connor and i both have this little scratch off movie poster thing that has like a bunch of movies that you can watch and then once you see it you can scratch it off so connor suggested oh why don't we just pick one off that list so uh we we decided to choose the big lebowski i love that we make a big reveal even though it's like they clicked (laughs) on the episode and know what the title is yeah well yeah Um, you're you already know what it is but so just like we've been doing um, which has been working pretty well. We're going to do like a little about 10 minute spoiler free, just kind of like pitch and um, just tell you why you should or should not watch The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Um, the basic info um, it was one of the when did the Coen brothers like actually is this like could you say this is one of their earlier ones? I don't know how long they've been doing movies. Um, see, they it's probably right in the middle of their career. I, I'm not familiar with them at all. This is the first yeah, is the Brothers first... movie I've seen, yep. so I'm really not familiar with them. But I think it's it's somewhere in the middle of their career. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably say it's one of the one of, if not their most popular one, because it's like it's popular even without it being like a not even just looking at the Coen Brothers. It's just popular oh, yeah. regardless. I think yeah, I think the Big Lebowski, uh, Fargo, and then No Country for Old Men. I think are their top three like most popular movies, but. Um, I've not seen either of the other two, so I I really can't. Um, in this discussion, I can't really put this into context with their other films because I haven't yeah, seen them. Uh, but yeah, this. But yeah, just in general, this is a really popular movie. Um, and it's also, I think it's it, yeah, it's registered in the uh, the National Film Registry for being like aesthetically or culturally significant and all that. So. Yeah. So which, this which is one of the reasons why it's on the poster and one of the reasons why we finally yeah, gotten around yeah. to watching it. Uh, now um it was released in 1998 um like i said coen brothers um the cast is pretty pretty nice cool um jeff bridges is the main the dude yes Uh, john goodman and steve buscemi play his friends and then you've got some more significant um actors and actresses julianne moore philip seymour hoffman i thought it was weird that philip seymour hoffman is in this yeah that's on me off guard the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, R.I.P. Yes. But um, yeah, that that caught me off guard. I did not expect that. <laughs> and then Flea. 
Oh, who is he? Is he one of the nihilist people? Yeah, he was one of the German guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't recognize him. I texted you when I was watching last night. You must have forgotten by the time you got around to it. Yeah, I don't think I recognized him. And isn't that 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 one guy that was in the in the bowling alley? Um, was his name Jesus? I don't think his name yeah. was his. Yeah, his name was literally Jesus. Yeah, it was Jesus. He was in the um, Transformers movies. That's where I've recognized him from. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the one of the main like government guys. I think he was in like the first uh, oh. actually a, a lot of them. I think he was. To be honest, he might have been older than um. What's his name was? Uh, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, because you know how they switched it, and Mark Wahlberg became like the. Yeah, yeah. I think he he continued like he was a constant throughout uh, most of the series. Hmm. Okay. But I didn't anyway, know that. That's where I recognized him from. Um, we'll have to do an episode on those in, in, soon. Um, but yeah, spoiler free. I'd say it's it's definitely really solid. Um, I I I was like audibly laughing at a good amount of parts of this it was it's kind of i don't know if i'd say it was would you say it was dry humor or um it's... huh well i i understand why it has a cult following yeah. uh because it's almost sort of like a parody of like a classic or of like a noir film or something like there's all these twists and turns yeah but in the end like at least in this movie, everything's just pretty unimportant because like the main character is just this loser. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just make sure you don't do anything. Oh yeah, I'm just saying like it's it's it, it, there's so many there's a lot of antics going on um, yeah. within the context of the film, but then when you kind of you know look at the bigger picture, it's all kind of irrelevant. Um, well, like I was saying before I started recording, I was reading this uh, essay about the movie. Um, a big thing about it is like there's that opening with like the narrator. And the yeah, yeah. And all that. it's definitely got at the basic at the basic skeleton of it it's got elements of like a western like um, there's like they make a point yeah. they make a they make a point in the in the essay let me just hear me out so i'm I'm not gonna spoil it but yeah there's like a um he's kind of like there's like he's on a journey and he's like thrown into an adventure and there's kind of there's like a there's like a main um like a love interest and there's like money at, at, at stake and he's kind and there's like, um, what do you call it? Um, the, the, the same kind of antics, lots of different parties involved. Um, I'm trying to, f they worded it much better than I am. Um, I'm not necessarily sure if that's like, uh, if that's indicative, of like a Western, um, I mean, that seems to fit more the traits of, you know, like, a. I think the big thing too is like there's the guy the, like the intro at the beginning and he, and like how they how they frame it up. Oh yeah, the 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 frame structure. Like um, how they how they set everything up and with the narrator and all that kind of stuff like it's kind of set up like a like a, not particularly like a western but just kind of more like in a like a classic adventure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it, it's also sort of like a meta humor thing because it, you're it, it makes you're aware that you're watching the movie. Which is what most movies try to keep, like, make you not aware of. So when you when you view it like that, it kind of has that uh, sort of like a meta comedic effect, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think it was. It's funny. It's kind of. It, it's definitely st strange at times. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. It's in this film registry for a reason, and 
it's definitely um it might not be for everybody but i think it's definitely a solid solid movie oh yeah i think it's it's very comedic uh a lot of laugh out loud moments um yeah as far as the humor i would the you you compared it you were saying if i can compare it to anything it's it is kind of dry and it's almost kind of like wes anderson's movies where um like a lot of the dialogue i could probably it, it seems like you could almost pull it out of a wes anderson movie yeah um not the visuals but yeah a lot of the dialogue is very dry uh very witty um and a lot of kind of like tongue-in-cheek humor so if that's your type of thing i definitely check out yeah yeah uh, the movie like it's not like clearly fun like it's funny but it's not it's funny with a little bit of um I don't know how to it's it's not it's not so clearly a co- like comedy. Like it's kind I mean it is comedy but it's not like try it, it it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard to be like funny. Yeah, it it, it avoids all the clichés that like a normal comedy would have and that yeah. actually makes it funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the stuff that you wouldn't think would be funny is turns out to be funny. Yeah. It's almost like how the dude like reacts to things and how his friends react to things and just like how they react to the situations cuz it definitely could not be a funny movie like just yeah, it, based on the plot and based on like what's going on but it's like the characters that really carry it to being like as comedic as it is well i mean uh that's just your opinion man <laughs> it's um, also very very quotable as well oh yeah where's the money lebowski like that was the one thing i knew like going that was the one <laughs> thing i'd heard like going into it yeah yeah um but yeah, I, th- I think yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, a if you like movies and all that kind of stuff and that kind of humor, it's definitely something I would recommend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that's about. Um, I mean, not too much to go into without. Spoiling. Yeah, probably. I honestly, yeah, I'd go in knowing as little as possible because I yeah basically knew I knew had to do something with bowling. That's about it. So yeah. go in knowing as little as possible, then you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. I hope it's on Netflix. Uh, actually, tomorrow. I think is the last day to watch. Oh, really? Oh, damn. August 31st. So if you guys want to go ahead and do that, then. And that tom- yeah. And if you guys um have any record, if you guys have seen other Coen Brothers movies, uh, please leave recommendations because yes. neither Connor or I have seen uh, any other ones. Uh, I, I know Fargo and No Country for Old Men are very popular, that's but if you know only, any other ones. Yeah, that's the only two I really even know of. I know um Arizona raising Arizona or something um gotcha. and then uh oh brother where art thou I've heard of those six my I've aunt recommended yeah, those to they me they sound familiar yeah I think the, very the the humor in the writing is very similar to Wes Anderson um yeah yeah I don't I just don't know enough about you know their distinct their style uh, vi- and visual like, style and yeah yeah to to really go into detail but yes so if you haven't watched the Big uh, go ahead and get out of here because we're about to discuss spoilers. Okay, do you want right. to? So, ha- want me to start or? Oh, I'll just point out one thing. Okay, I just pulled up the Wikipedia page. Guess who did the cinematography for the film? Oh gosh, who? Roger Deakins. Yeah, I had a feeling that's what you're gonna say. That's interesting. That's really weird. Um, yeah, oh, and what? Oh, he did. Where are? Oh, he did. Oh, he did a lot of Coen. Oh Brothers. yeah, he. Oh, I guess he is a regular Coen Brothers like collaborator. Yeah, because he's on Fargo and A Brother Where Art Thou. Interesting. That's funny. 
Huh. And it's not... I mean, I don't know. I think... In general, I don't think like you can really pick up on distinct cinematographers. I was going to say, like, I didn't even... That wasn't even... I was not conscious. I seemed pretty basic in terms of cinematography. But it might have just been because it was... He hadn't, he hadn't found his... Like, it, it may have it just been because it was one of his first movies that he was doing. I don't know. Well, I just think in general, I think the, the vision of the director is a lot easier to... Is a lot more to sync than obviously the because the, the cinematographer yeah. just does their job. They just uh you know they light the scene, um they yeah. work with color and obviously in some movies it's it's definitely a lot more visible. Yeah. I can say like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but in movies where there doesn't need to be you know very very striking yeah uh visuals, very striking light lighting and everything, um like such as in uh Lebowski, I mean yeah, uh I mean as long as you know everything looks fine, he I mean he did his job so that's true. Yeah. Like it, this it, movie didn't really demand, you know, some crazy Blade Runner twenty forty nine visuals. So no, no. But yeah, there are very interesting, I, like dream sequences throughout the film. Yes. That kind of that kind of have that. Uh, I don't know. They look different from the rest of the movie. They have very harsh lighting and everything. So, mm-hmm. I would say a lot of this, I think, it has to kind of do with the, the whole being like L A, like somewhat like summery kind of thing. It, 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 a lot of I, I might be wrong and remembering this but it seemed like a lot of the stuff was pretty like warm. like there was a lot of warm coloring yeah like it, w- it was very uh a lot of yellows and um like i don't know how to describe it like it was that was another thing that kind of seemed like yeah you're right i, I agree with you. That, western, that western kind of like it like it had like a, it looked like it had like a filter on it during the daytime sometimes yeah uh uh, a lot of the like, especially in the bowling alley, everything's kind of, uh, I guess, it's muted shades. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But only shades like, uh, specific colors kind of show like, like purple tan and stuff. Yeah, a lot and of tan. Like, but then... there are only certain colors that were really standing out. Yeah. So that could be significant. I don't know. Um, I think we should go. To, we should start off with like the whole. There's that whole speech. I guess you could say at the beginning or like that intro, like narrator, um, the stranger. And he's talking about like, there's a lot of stuff to break down there just based off of that. I mean, you've got like him saying like, Oh, the story, blah, 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 blah. And then there's that part where he says like, the dude is like the man for the time and place. And he almost like deifies him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think, and I think that's supposed to be sort of comedic because, you know, he he builds him up, and then he ends up being this like, you know, this loser, loser. unemployed man who, uh, kind of just hangs out at a bowling alley. So yeah, there's some irony in that. Yeah, and I think the the one the other reason I say like the whole Western thing is it's like he's got he's kind of got a Western voice as the tumbleweed, and then later on, yeah, yeah. you've got No Country for Old Men that they also do. So it's like there's still I feel like there's a kind of I, there's a little influence there, but I mean that's they made a good case for that in the uh, in the essay I read. Hmm. Um, okay, just a, just an interpretation. I mean, it's not concrete. I just think there's definitely like some sort, if not a direct similarity or a direct um, connection, there is like a little bit of an influence you could say in some aspects of like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I guess and 
a lot of their I, movies kind of have that uh, uh they they mostly take place in America then they're they're very american um yeah yeah they kind of had that folksy type feel I think Fargo so, from what I've heard and from what I've seen that same um like vibe to it I think I think they're from what I know I think they're a lot of their movies kind of feel like uh like stories being told uh, That's but exactly what I was about to say. not like Obviously, all movies are like storytelling, but it, they they feel very much like a story being told to you by a another book. person, like, like yeah, a yeah, book. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, they ha- they they mostly involve you know a lot of characters, um, these like twisty turny plots, and um, that goes back to Wes Anderson, like you were saying at the beginning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They, I think. What. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 again, I don't know enough about their movies to make a, a, a an argument. So I, I really n- not in the position to say yeah. anything. But yeah, but yeah, I see the similarity with Wes Anderson, where his movies, you know, they have ensemble casts, um, and they mm-hmm. all are, they all are kind of uh, have you know very intricate plots, but are mostly yep. about the characters. So yep, because I think obviously, like with most of the Wes movies, too, like this movie, it's it has, um a big emphasis like the characters are are like the pinpoint like the strongest part of like the whole thing yeah and i think one of the like characters is john goodman's character walter who's like the dude's <laughs> best friend like yes, i think the... it like half the time probably i'd say 80 percent of me laughing was like his like scenes with him yeah the the like, <sighs> Gosh. I mean, how you could go on and on. I mean, you're about yet. to enter a world of you're pain. To enter. Do you want to know what happens? This is what happens when you. Oh, well, I'm not going to say exploitives on here on the podcast, but you know, you know the the part. Right, with they the say they they cost so much in this movie. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it's only it's worse. I mean, I don't think I've seen. Yeah, this is actually this. This might be the most exploitives in a movie. Uh, I've I've seen. Yes, it's... which and I've seen a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. So, but no, the scene with the, I showed Samantha that scene because she walked in and she was like, what the heck is this? Because she walks in like <laughs> 20 minutes into it and I explained it to her, but she left before the scene with the car. Yeah. Is this your homework? Is this your homework, Larry? Is this your homework, Larry? It's not, it's not his homework, man. We know it's his homework. Just ask just him about the car. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, and okay, going back, sorry, I, I, I'm going to go back to the point you made about Wes Anderson because I, I, I just thought of something. A lot of Wes Anderson's movies, you know, they it, it's similar in, in with with the Coen Brothers in, in that they have a lot of characters, you know they have the plot. But I think uh, Wes Anderson's movies always have this kind of somber, dour undertone. Yeah. Whereas I think, uh, at least from this movie, it's definitely a lot more comedic and lighthearted than uh, Wes Anderson's. His usually come off as being more kind of melancholy, whereas. Yeah. These are definitely less melancholy and more kind of, um, I don't know. They're they they're just they just come off as a lot lighter. I think. I think the significance of this movie is that plot wise, it's could be. I mean, it, it's like it could be like a gangster movie. Like it could be something super like like full of drama yeah. and be like serious and all that. Oh kind yeah, of definitely. Movie. But it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, and then like it almost seems it's like mu- it's like in a video game. When you play it, but you're not playing it the way the the game wants you to play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
like you play like you just you just mess yeah, around mess yeah around and stuff like that like the scene when he's supposed to pass off the money and then his friend fills up the briefcase with his un- underwear and throws yeah, it out yeah. the car and then they crash into the i mean that reminds me of like when you're doing like, a heist on you and your friend like screws it up because they're messing around like and then the part in the oh my gosh the part in the parking lot where the germans oh. guys show up and they're like oh, yeah. there was no money man and then they're like they they're like they don't know what to do and then they still try to rob them and then walter just goes over and just <laughs> starts going crazy you know he bites his bites ear, off. Guy's ear off. yeah <laughs> like what and then the whole the funniest thing about the whole one of the funny things about the movie is like his car over the course of the movie is just, oh, it just gets completely destroyed and it, it gets destroyed at the end but like it just gets worse yeah. and worse as the movie goes on and half the time it, when it gets messed up none of it's like him directly like half the time it gets screwed up is it's like not even his fault yeah and this all goes back to his rug which oh yeah tied they, peed, up the room. they peed on his rug man and oh gosh, it's like it, this one. It's just a movie that has so many like moments. Uh, I mean, the scene in the the I think one of the most famous scenes because like I've seen this clip or just this frame out of context where Walter's character pulls the gun out. Oh yeah, yeah. And is like, pointing it like I've seen that frame out of context. Yeah, yeah. And then and half the, I mean half the frames I've seen is are of Walter. Huh. Goodman's like a lot of the frames and stuff I've seen and little yeah. snippets of clips out of context have been him. Yeah. And Everything honest, I've seen I is... think he's got like a he's got like a he's not the main character but he's got like he he in some scenes that he's in he's like a strong sometimes a stronger presence than the dude. Oh yeah, cuz he's an intense guy. <laughs> no, yeah, because yeah, he's he's the intense one and then the dude is like the the chillax one, you know. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and he's constantly like yelling, like he gets mad about absolutely everything. I mean, in the in the diner when they're having the coffee. Oh yeah, he's like, "Could you please lower your voice? This is a family restaurant. My friends died in <laughs> Vietnam. For you yeah, to have and, your and then, and then every time, any time, time he gets a chance, he brings up Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, when gosh. they scattered uh, Donnie's ashes, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I've seen a lot of young men die. Yeah. Back that in, was so bad. You they were go to <laughs> scatter the ashes, and then the wind just blows. Yeah, then, yes. Oh, and when they're at the urn, and he's so mad because it's like $180, so they just go get a coffee ground. Pot. This is our most reasonably priced urn. Modestly priced. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the most. This is our most modestly priced receptacle. Is what he said. Oh yeah, receptacle. <laughs> Clean pr- place, reasonably priced. Stop. And <laughs> uh, I, I think I was reading the, another thing. I was reading in the, this essay was a lot of it comes down to. There's a lot of they were talking about. So at the beginning, he, the narrator, talks about like the Gulf War, hmm. and like um, mentions like Saddam Hussein, who comes yeah. in later in one of the visions. You remember that? Yeah. What, what? What? I'm just saying, like, yeah, he's like. You, you sound, you sound like unsure. I'm, I'm just like, I'm confused. Why they're like, is, is this like some like weird political thing or what? No, no, no. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna get into it. So, okay. Um, 
from what I read in the essay, they like mention it, and it's supposed to go down to come down to something like being like there's supposed to be like a class. Um, there's definitely there's definitely relevance. It's not just stupid because they would have just mentioned it at the beginning and not brought because they brought him back. Saddam Hussein works at the bowling alley in one of his visions. Yeah, and so I think there's they were talking in the essay talking about um. How it goes back to like Reagan and like Reagan's mentioned when they're ta- when he meets like Lebowski um, and like the conflict going on at the time. And I think a lot of what Reagan had to do with um, the United States was like b- big on the econ- big economy, big economy, um, going out and working and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. the dude is a direct like conflict of that. Hmm. And so, so it's so he's kind of he kind of personifies, like, unemployed people. Yeah, I guess so. Like he's the he's the he's the he's like the, the the um opposite of what was encouraged and stuff like in that yeah. decade and the decade before. Yeah. Um. Huh. I don't know. It's just it, there was like a, there was a whole thing. I'm trying to find the essay again. All my all the, everything I'm saying sounds so. Uh, left field but it, they do a good job yeah. of putting that, it together yeah, that... I, um let me see uh i can try and find it what was something see, else i was trying to say? the the, in, the thing about that is like making i mean i don't know how how this is going to sound but like i think um I don't. Know, I think you can't take the film seriously. I, I think the film doesn't want you to take itself seriously. So then, like when people write essays or something and try to like, uh, oh no, that know, was the type. point. They mentioned at the beginning. They were like, "This is not a movie that needs analysis," but I'm going to do yeah. it anyway. I think analysis almost kind of goes against the whole, uh, kind of yeah existence of the film. But yeah, yeah, I'm just doing it for the sake of. Yeah, just me. I, yeah. I found I, it interesting. I found it interesting that they were uh, mentioning some certain things because there's definitely like sim. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be. It's not deep, but there is definitely like some remnant of symbolism that you could yeah. pull out. I mean, it's like English class with the poems and stuff like that. Like, there, it doesn't have to be there because the author necessarily put it there, but you can pull things out of it. Yeah, and I think I think it's also. Um... I mean, they have nihilists in it, but I think it's it's also pretty absurd uh, and uh, kind of gives off kind of like existential vibes as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because of the whole pointlessness of the, I guess, of the plot and kind of like the situation that he's in. Yeah. Um, but they're just, you know, the dialogue's just kind of uh, absurd at points, I guess. So here we go. So, um... There was never any money. Yes, not only is The Big Lebowski a western that takes place in Los Angeles County and stars a stoner, it's a western about a hunt for lost money with no money. The entire adventure is a fraud. Let's try to tie that back to the stranger's assertion that the dude is the man for his time and place. This time and place, as previously mentioned, is the United States during the Gulf War, which was waged by the first Bush administration against the Iraqis on what many historians believe to be flimsy pretenses leading to many Iraqi deaths in the Middle East, blah, blah, blah. The political um, conservative revolution, the political movement that began the election of Ronald Reagan in 1980. 
um, party ethos of limited government and social conservatism. Um, mention him, him and like Nancy when he meets when the dude meets Lebowski. Um, and then huh. not surprisingly, then Lebowski in his first encounter with the dude uses rhetoric reminiscent of Reagan's, accusing the dude of looking for a handout and going on the emulet. Reagan's tone regarding the war on drugs and opposition to welfare and expansion. So Lebowski says, your revolution is over. Condolences. The bums lost. My advice is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. The bums will always lose. So it's like, he's got like like Reagan-esque qualities. Like if you break it down like that. Um, And then it's revealed that... Yeah, it's revealed that like what he's doing is like not... Oh yeah, he doesn't have any... He doesn't have any money of his own, and then it's all his wife's, right? And I think that goes back to, like, I think a big part of this is, like, the dirtiness of, I think if you break it, I like, again, I like, once again, I'm just doing, like, of, I don't know, for whatever. I'm not saying yeah, that this is some deep social message, but if you want to look at it this way, there can be a, a critique on, like, there are people that are like, oh, get a job, do this, uh, like, like, yeah, 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 being rolling their eyes at the homeless, and then they're no, they're no better than, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. there's like the elites versus the the bumps in the morning, and it's supposed to be like everybody's got their own dirt and and lies, and nobody's got the high ground on anything like this. So, yeah, that's an interesting interpretation. Um, I yeah. didn't really think I didn't think of that at all, but yeah, yeah, neither did I until I wanted to look into it. I just wanted I just didn't want to I wanted to make sure to have some sort of superficial. Oh, yeah, the movie's uh, good, and and um, you just waste the last hour of your life listening to real geeks. <laughs> it's like I want to have then, something interesting to bring to the table. Yeah, and going off of that, it's also interesting if you if you stick with that interpretation that uh that Walter's a a veteran. Yeah, again, there you go again, like. Usually the veteran, there's like that whole thing like, oh, respect your veteran, like which which you should, like obviously that's a good thing, but there's this whole thing where they kind of paint him out to be a caricature, like he's made it like his whole thing, like his yeah. whole personality and like his whole character is like, um, being like constantly angry at everything and like, um reminding everyone of of like vietnam and stuff like yeah. that and connect to everything and then they and then like again back to like reagan and stuff like that was a something that he was definitely like it's a conservative mindset like big on the military and stuff like that like mm-hmm. it, it's if you look at it certain ways there can be critiques of um different like political or societal things but again it's just as or you could just say it's just a movie with uh <laughs> antics and characters i mean if you look i i think you could even go down and like be like okay what does donnie when donnie dies like is that a symbol a symbolic of like a turning point for them as characters like almost like a grip to reality or like something like that you know what i mean it that whole yeah that whole scene reminded me of another scene like i just can't yeah i can't put my finger Oh wait, it, okay. And I I know you haven't seen it, but in Bottle Rocket, there's this scene at the end where they're doing like they're committing uh, or they're staging like a robbery, and then one of the the team members they think he gets shot, but he just gets a heart attack and then collapses. 
So that kind of reminded me of. I wonder of if that's Rocket. a. I wonder if that's a direct. Uh, which one came out first? Um, the big. Or wait, no, Bottle Rocket came out in. This was 1998. 1996. It, it, it oh. probably isn't, but but yeah, it it, it kind of just the the absurdity of the scene like, reminded me of, yeah. of Bottle Rocket. Yeah. No, but that scene when they're like, they're on like the cliff and they're spreading the ashes and everything. That reminded me of something else. I just can't think of it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I it had I. It had like that kind of feeling to me too. I don't know what it was. Um, I, I don't know. He was kind of like a background. It was almost like you nobody paid any mind to him until he was gone, kind of thing. Yeah, which is also kind of uh, I, I comedic, I guess, because they they kind of just. I mean, throughout the whole movie, they were just like yelling him to shut up, and then like the dude he dies. just he ignores him, and yeah. then Walter's character just constantly yells at him. Yeah. And he's like, and it, it, the the sad thing and kind of again funny, is like Donnie's like always a step behind and and like he's always out of the loop. Like he'll ask a question about what's going on, but it's something that they said like two minutes earlier in the conversation. But then like they're like devastated when he dies. Yeah, exactly. So like maybe that's kind of like a reality check for them at that point. Um, I like that part I, where he was like, was it Walter was like quitting Lennon. But then he thinks he's talking about John Lennon, so he's yeah, like, yeah. he keeps saying, "I am the walrus." Like, what? Yes, that was funny. I like that part. Yeah. Um, I think you could. I mean, I, I, there's one. There's some more other characters we didn't talk about. Um, there's the whole thing about um Maud. I think it's isn't that her name? Oh yeah, she was kind of weird. Yeah, she was strange. Um, there's the other Lebowski, who's the the guy that uh kind of kicks kickstarts the whole plot yeah and then uh so okay so let me I, i'm gonna need some clarification here because you just watched it so like what exactly happened there's a whole thing it seems very convoluted after watching it the first time like there's no which there's i think money there's no money uh she ran she was kidnapped she wasn't kidnapped she staged it there's people that oh there's like i it, like I, w- I was i was like who's with who who's in on it yeah, and I I think that's also part of like the whole point of it, sort of being like a parody of like noir films with all these plot twists and everything. But I think yeah, what it is is that the 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 Lebowski, like the actual Lebowski, the big Lebowski, um, his he has like a trophy wife, but he hates her, so he kind of wants her to leave. But then she leaves voluntarily, and then her friends are the nihilist people who pretend that they're gonna hold her like. I don't think they're not telling her this, but they're holding her. Ran- they they're pretending to hold her ransom to get money from, uh, the Big Lebowski. Um, uh, but then the Big care. Lebowski doesn't care. So then he hires the dude to, like, act as the courier because he knows he's gonna mess it up. And then he gives him, doesn't give him money because and he doesn't he care. It up on purpose. But then he messes up anyway, and then it just makes everything worse. And then there's the guys that, I, and but those guys at the beginning of the movie that threw him in the toilet and. Did the like Wilowski? They actually were there trying to get. They actually wanted money because she owed um, that old guy. What's his name? Treehorn. He, yeah, Jackie Treehorn owed him, owed him money. Yeah, and there's, that's the guy that peed on his rug. Yeah, I think the issue is. Oh yeah, that's where the twist is. It's like the her being kidnapped and those guys coming to and assaulting him and peeing on his rug are two parties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's like the, the, the nihilists. Yeah, yeah, the nihilists are separate from the guys that pee on his rug. 
And the guys that pee on his rug work for Treehorn. Yeah. That's so there's yeah a bunch of different parties going on. And then there's the part with the trampoline. I I'm just gonna say that. And then like the the like Woodstock esque like party going on. And then yeah, because that guy, that guy the Treehorn guy is like the adult film maker guy. Yeah. And then he gets drugged and there's that whole the the dream sequences are I mean the like they're so weird. Yeah, they're yeah. I think. I think those are the most famous scenes from the movie. I think if yes, you... I mean the cover. One of the main yeah covers, is... one of the famous poster parts is like the part where he's like, hold, and that's like got a isn't that like a reference to like a religious painting? It, it gave uh, off like it gave off like um the same kind of like energy. Like with if you look at the poster, there's like almost bow to the two of them as he's like holding her. Yeah, it's it somewhat looks like some sort of like Renaissance. And then if, yeah, the one of the one poster, there's like there's like a glow coming down from the sky, and there's like smoke and stuff like that. And he's in like all white, and she's got like the gold. Um, I never knew what that for the longest time. I thought that was like a basketball. Like I didn't know what <laughs> a bowling ball. I didn't know. I have I had no com context. Yeah. Um, which I mean, even after watching, that was still so weird. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just such a strange. It's so strange at times, but it's just very funny. And I think it's it's something that can be. You can take it however you want to. It doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be anything. It can just be. Also, you can just. It feels kind of like a comfort. Yeah, it feels like a like a comfort movie, sort of like something you could just watch with friends and just kind of, you know, it's not gonna like really challenge you. It's just kind of nope. fun. Yeah. And it can much if you a... want to. Like I said, like I proved that there's definitely a lot of stuff that you can unpack if you want, but it's not like detrimental to you understanding or enjoying the movie. Yeah. Um, almost like I mean that's another thing. I it's kind of it, 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 I I hate to go back, but these are the main I mean directors that I know have distinct styles. Like, but you can I mean you go back to like Quentin Tarantino. Like some of his movies are just stupid and and just full of antics just because in the same in a similar way um but in but in a way i think i think there's something more like comforting about the big lebowski than like any quentin that's true. oh yeah movie. no i'm not i'm definitely saying yeah oh yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah it, it both movies can are like they're kind of like not meant to be taken yeah like yeah. seriously to any to any extent but they kind of the cons the con like the plot and the circumstances kind of lend them to be like it lends it to seem like it's going to be something serious but it's not you know what i mean yeah like, some of the yeah, yeah. Quentin tarantino movies sound like something that's going to be like at the basic on paper they sound like something that would be i mean a movie about the um civil war a movie about um about like a western like a western set in like the mountains um a movie about the the murders in like uh like what do you call it the uh oh who's who's a serial color guy in uh, the manson the yeah the manson murders on at in basic sense a lot of them sound like they're going to be something serious but they end up being something stupid or just crazy mm -hmm. which i think yeah. this kind of happens a lot that happens a lot in this um but again again that's just a similarity it's not I'm not trying to make any concrete connections yeah, I, I definitely get where you're going. It, kind of like, 
Okay, the closest thing I could sort of like compare this to is so almost sort of like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Okay. That's yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of that's... it's it's that type of film. But not it not so comedic. Like that one's like it's oh, yeah. not as not, definitely not as dry. Like that one's like every single every second there's like a new it's almost the uh Monty Python almost feels like a um it's got like a skit like quality to it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like, less like that, but it's yeah, it, it, it's very aware of itself. So yeah. Um. I yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I had a feeling this was going to be a shorter one, unless there's anything else. Um, you wanted to mention specifically. Um, I can't. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like I said, it's a solid. Definitely solid. I mean, if you've listened to this point, I like I, I said, I, I'm always repeating myself. If you listen to this point, you've probably already seen it. But um, tomorrow's the last day on Netflix, which I what is what is the timing on that? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's weird because we didn't know that we just chose it. And then we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just learned that today. I so. guess that worked out because I probably wouldn't have watched. I, would, I probably would have been forever before I watched it if we hadn't. done Yeah. It now, I hate it when that happens, too, because like you go to watch something on Netflix and like it's. It's, it's gone. gone. Like, yeah, that, for the that longest time, you, you remember it being there, and then when you sit down, you're like, "I'm gonna watch this." It's like two days. To get rid of it. That's um, always unfortunate. You know, we could have. I, I, I could have just had you watch. Uh, He's all that, and then we could have talked about that. That's right. We could have done. He's all that. Oh my goodness. But absolutely. You know that that, movie that honestly is the first half star on my letterbox. I think. He's all that might might be one of my I think it needs to most be anticipated the, uh, movies of the year. I think um, it needs to be in the National Film uh, Registry for best. Uh, I mean, she does. I mean, she deserves a. I actually, I don't know anything. What is it about? I don't know anything about it's a, it. It's a it's a spoof of an older movie from like the I think it was either the late nineties or two thousands. Oh. Um, called She's All That, and it's got uh, um the mom uh, of. That one apparently is not. It's better, but it's apparently it's not as good. I mean, it's it's not even that. Uh, I mean, it's not much better. Um, Nineteen ninety nine, and the main girl in that is the mom in the the newer one, and it's got that's also got Matthew Lillard, and he plays like one of the main characters, and that's why he's the the <laughs> principal in this. Here's the description: After being humiliated online, an influencer decides to get back at her now ex by taking. A dare to turn the school's biggest loser into a prom king. Wow, and the original movie, one is a movie about oh, an influencer. High school hotshots, uh, blah blah blah. Popularity declines sharply when his cheerleader girlfriend leaves him for sleazy reality television star Brock Hudson, Matthew Lillard. Desperate to revive his fading reputation, Siler agrees to a seemingly impossible challenge. He has six weeks to gain the trust of a nerdy outcast, Lainey Boggs. And help her to become the school's next prom queen. So it's the same premise, but yeah. the genders are switched. And also, yeah, the main even... guy in that one is Freddie. I mean, not, his his name's um, Freddie Prince Jr., who plays um, Fred in the original, like the live action. They they couldn't even make an original script. And Paul Walker's had, in it. They had to choose. They had. Oh my goodness! They had to like. They were so unoriginal that they chose to like take it's like it gives me the same make a parody of a movie that probably no one knows about 
That was not I've even a good seen, movie. I've actually heard of the original one before. Oh, you like, have? I have not. I've seen. If you look at the po- like the posters, um, something I've seen before. Um, but it reminds me of it reminds me of like Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World. Yeah, huh. it's the same concept, but it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> any? Um, can you can you say any good things about it? Um, had a guy from uh, the the guy in this is the guy from um. What's it called? Uh, what's this? The Karate Kid spinoff. Why am I blanking? That's not. That's Cobra not Kai. much of. That's not much of. Okay. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were gonna say like the new the you know the no, remake no, no, no. of Karate Kid. The, I was gonna... There's a scene in this which actually is kind of like choreography wise is kind of decent. Like where there's like a fight and he fights one of like the like the like he fights like like the mean guy or whatever and like yeah. he he actually like it's clear that he actually knows like how to fight and huh, that was the point where i looked him up and i realized he was on cobra kai so like the main dude the main oh, okay. um, dude is on cobra kai so that was kind of interesting but beyond that addison ray is really not uh, uh i don't know i had low expectations so i mean <laughs> they the expectations were met but they were pretty low to begin with so yeah i could see that <laughs> um it was just not i mean i found myself like I was actively like I had to leave the room a couple of times. Yeah, not good. Worse than kissing booth. I enjoyed kissing oh, man. booth more than that. That's that's quite a low bar. Yeah. So. Uh, but this isn't an episode on again? on he's all that. I guess I'll or... have to we'll, we'll we'll have a plus plus he's all that in the title. Sure. <laughs> oh gosh. Well. Um. Again, back to the other movie. Um. The Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there's two takeaways. Yes. The first takeaway is just don't pee on someone's rug. Yeah. It's just bad manners. It, it, especially if the rug ties the room together, you just don't don't do it. Um, yeah, it all would have been much better if he hadn't done that. And then second thing is, I'm definitely going to have to uh, to watch more of the Coen Brothers movies because yes. I have not, and I. I enjoy. I really like the humor. Uh, I think the comedy just works well. So I, I definitely want to check out all of their other films. Um, for, for sure. If I have time, I, I don't really have time anymore. But you will uh, make time. You can. You need to. Because the thing is, I'm taking a film class, and then they make me watch. They like they assign me movies. So then. Okay. So why it, aren't we doing these movies on that? On the what are the movies? Are they like stupid movies? No, they're. I mean, there's one movie called La Jete, which is this French movie, which is, it's it's. It's basically like a series of just still images. It's it's okay. like a it's like okay. a PowerPoint. It's really it's really good though. I really liked it. Um, and then we watched Moonlight, which I thought was also really oh, good. Yeah, but, I, we got I got to do that too. Yeah, but um, but oh, the next episode is a good one. Don't I'm not gonna say anything. Don't you say anything either. But we got a we got a good one coming up. Oh yes, it's gonna be on a, a newly released movie, isn't it? Yes. 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 So well, you guys will stay tuned, um, but uh, but yeah, Big Lebowski definitely solid. And um, so yeah, uh, with that said, I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And you wasted the last hour of your life listening to Real Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, please be sure to follow us on social media at the Real Real Geeks for the latest news and updates. Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.